0: Hoop7 proudly brings to you Basketball Hustle.
1: Ellis fumbled the ball, two on the shot, clock goes up a there. Yes! As he was falling to the grounds of three! He shot it literally from the hip. Definitely a highlight. Here come the Billikens, four on two. McCall, Ellis, left corner. Out? Bang! From way down under, Cody Ellis!
0: Reddick brings low out away from the
1: best, stolen away by Cody Ellis. One man to beat, to the hole, he's fouled, layup, good! Whistle foul, Held the best! Ellis for the reverse,
0: through fingertips, what a move, Ellis drops in a ball. I love seeing Cody Ellis coming out, feeling good. Ellis, Cody Ellis,
1: Ellis, pull up jumper, Cody Ellis, bang. Cody Ellis, can he stand and deliver, Cody
0: Ellis. Now it's time for another episode of Hoops Heavens Basketball Hustle. All right, delighted to be joined by Kevin White on Hoops Evans Basketball Hustle for our the first of our bonus episodes, Cody, for for this season, and our timing couldn't be better. He plays his 300th game, as we talked about on the show this week, back in Adelaide on on Saturday night for the Illawarra Hawks. Kev, thanks very much for joining us.
2: No worries. Thanks for having me on. Um, Listened to the last last couple episodes last year, and it's nice to uh, see you guys
1: doing your thing.
0: How does that make you feel, Cody? Knowing that we've got a listener the caliber of Kevin White.
1: Oh, it's good, mate, Mister Three Hundred. <laughs> uh, it's, um, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Appreciate you listening in. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, have you on a few times uh, this year and get your insights. Even though you've uh, instead of walking away, you've gone and uh, gone back to uh, back to the hometown and and uh, joined with the little Warrior again. Yeah, it was a uh, bit of a weird
2: transition, but um, uh, it's nice to be like, back home. I mean, you know what it's like. Never really wanted to leave this place in the first place, but for other circumstances, other reasons, just kind of had to had to do what I had to do um, at the time. And I'm just glad I've got an opportunity to be back here playing at home and still all the same faces in the crowd and, and everywhere I go. Yeah. Uh, not much has changed, although the, the club's just probably a lot more professional than it was, so uh, I'm really enjoying my time here and, and I'm loving being
1: back. That's for sure. Uh, that's good, man. That's good. I'm uh, personally very happy to see you back in a Hawks uniform, man. Um, and that the club's in better stead now? Cause uh, yeah, look, when we both left last time, it wasn't in uh, in a great place. But uh, yeah, that's that's putting it nicely for the podcast. <laughs> um, no, look, man, um, it, yeah, you really enjoying being back there. I mean, it's it's basically home for you guys now with with you and your little crew. Yeah, I, I yeah, guess it, it is. Probably but, nice. I mean, it was um,
2: it was one of those things where like, and every athlete, I mean, everyone really in life, and that's probably the biggest thing that I've found throughout my career and just in general is doesn't really matter where you are, um, come to these crossroads, whether it's you know, it is whatever whatever you're doing. Whether it's school you want to go to, uh, when you're deciding to go to college, whether it's the team you want to play for, wherever it is, you get to a crossroad, and the decision is never easy because you know, you kind of ingrain yourself into a place and put yourself in a position where you're generally good for everyone. You, you form relationships that are hard to walk away from, and um, you know, at the time with Illawarra, I, ne- I never wanted to leave. Um, you know, I just the first time ever felt like I belonged somewhere. They'd given me the captaincy of the club. You know, I was around great teammates. We built kind of started to form a culture that I felt like was really strong. And and everyone we were bringing good people into it. I don't think we really had a dickhead here. I swear on the podcast, but good. Um, I don't really feel like we had any idiots that came into our program. Um it was more probably an ownership group that um, you know, wanted to be more involved than they probably should have been and, and although they're pumping money into it at the end of the day, they're employing people to take care of their their business and, and that's not what happened and um, you know, I had to make a decision for my family and for me that was wasn't what I wanted to do, but um at the time was what I needed to do because it just felt like I wasn't gonna go anywhere or I would have ended up having a very early retirement four years ago yeah. or being very unhappy and you know it's not like I walked into a, an ideal situation in Adelaide and we know how that played out but um, here I am still three years later down the track and I'm back home and and I'm loving what the club has kind of built around Gorge and bringing Gorge back and familiar faces with Campbell and you know, yeah. getting local kids like Lockie Dan, Harry Morris and, and just having local guys come in and be in, train, in training every day with the NBL One program that, you know, was pretty decent this year here as well. So, it's cool to be back. You know, Ozzy's running the IBA, so to see him every day and see Python there yeah. most days, uh, familiar faces make it very welcoming and warm and, you know, I've got my boys at home and we're not on the other side of the country. to uh, Illawarra wasn't exactly ideal. And then even when we made that work last year, um, things out of our control took the family away from me and made me move east and leave them in Perth, person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, border restrictions and stuff made that tough. But um, to be home with them, um, you know, I would very happily give up my job to, to spend time with my family any day of the week and that would be regardless of what I was making wherever I was because, as you know, when you've got a little one that looks up to you and idolises you, uh, that becomes your world and your priorities start to change and um, that's certainly what's happened to me in the last few years but I'm also very grateful for the opportunity I've got again to play with the Hawks. Yeah, man, and
1: that's, um, that's certainly something that I felt when I was playing with the Hawks as well um, even though it wasn't as, I guess, Homely as it feels now, um, you know, just the Illawarra in general was always such a welcoming community, and everyone around just made you feel like family. Um, and when Laura and I came over for your guys' wedding, um, we were able to get to a game down at the Gong when they uh, when they played Sydney in that semi, and I tried, do you they were welcome back. Too, they did actually. It was uh, <laughs> it was a bit of a shock. Old Tim Fairs uh, in there making me feel like making me feel like a million bucks. So, um no, it was it was a, really cold and a, that's a part of it, right? Like Exactly. You know, you remove the it's not
2: a easy thing to do. You remove one or two people that you know and I and I do get and I understand that money has to come from somewhere. Um yep. there has to be a buy in of individuals who invest into something that, you know, for years never really made any money for a lot of people. Um yep. No, it was more of a hobby, (laughs) like investing in a hobby for for a lot of people. And, you know, when you start to lose some of the amounts of money that we're talking about for owners and individuals, um, you know, it's not easy to just sit on your hands and and try and trust the people that you've employed um, to do their jobs. But at the end of the day, that is why you've employed them. And if you don't trust them to do their jobs, then it's slowly going to whittle away because Now they're questioning why they're there and what they're doing because they believe that you don't trust them. And when that happens and you start to lose that trust and loyalty and respect, uh, the foundations of anything will start to fall away. And, um, you know, coming back here, Timmy Fares is still in the office. So I see him every day. First one that congratulated me early in the week on my 300th. And um, it's just nice to see him still chipping away in the office and, and knowing that there's good people around that, you know, Love my my sponsors want to jump back on board. The local egg wants to come back and sponsor uh, me again. That's <laughs> awesome. But it's um, you know last week going back to Perth. I didn't really know what to expect, but um, got a warm welcoming from from everyone there. And you know when you're a good person, you get treated right. Good things come to you, and, and good people stick around in your lives. And that's what you got when you came back to Laura last year. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. And you know it's something that- I'd been been away for four-ish years at that point and then walking back in and all the emotions just rushed back in all of a sudden. And, um, yeah, no, I I definitely miss miss the Illawarra and miss being around the club and stuff like that. But, um, you know, obviously professional sports is professional sports and it ends up being a business and that's kind of what happens. So, um, no, look, man, I'm, I'm so happy that you're back there, that you're comfortable, that you're back with your family you're getting treated the way you deserve to be treated um which is which is a big thing for me and like you said good people deserve to be treated well and and you're um you're top of that list mate so i'm 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 so happy for you and fam and and to reach 300 man that's huge that's um (laughs) someone that i was lucky enough to play my entire career in the nbl with you and alongside you and um just to see where we started at sydney and then where you've gone to and all the steps you've taken. And like you said, probably probably not the, the path that you saw yourself taking, but um, to be thrust into a couple of different teams and be put in that leadership group in every team that you're part of, I think speaks volumes to you as not just a basketball player, but your character, man. And um, yeah, look, like I said, man, I'm just, I'm so happy for you. Thanks, it, man. Appreciate
2: it. Yeah. It's, um... Been a journey, that's for sure. Yeah. I didn't uh, grow up idolising, and I grew up idolising the Kings, um, wanting to play for them, wanting to be a part of it, um, and got that opportunity. And then the opportunity came up to play with Bevo. And, you know, obviously our time in Sydney had uh, run its course, and so for both of us to then relocate to Illawarra was cool, um, be under Bevo, play for Bevo, and we had some, you know, I got, I've got. been asked a few times what the the most special moments I've had were and majority of them are with those Illawarra groups that we had early yep. on, playing free-flowing basketball where we could just run and have some fun and just try
1: and outscore everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we certainly, certainly gave it a good uh, crack every night, didn't we? Uh, I still tell that story like ever, i would be
2: like, oh who cares if we press and they, they score in four seconds because it means we get the ball back and we're inbounding it within five and then we get to exactly. it again, And it's like, well, what game are you playing here, Bevan? I'm like, I, I grew up playing defense my, pretty much my whole career, trying to defeat Exactly. Like, what do you mean you don't care if my man gets a running start at our big? <laughs> uh, I know. But it was fun and, um, you know, I just, one of those things where you don't really think that you're going to tick off all those milestones and then it kind of happens and I'm 35 and 300 games and uh, two kids and the Illawarra's home. I never thought that. Growing up, I would have told you the Illawarra would be the last place on the (laughs) Idolising the King. Um, And then... Probably playing at Illawarra, I would have told you that Adelaide is the last place I'd go play because of the battles we had, and I ended up there, and then you play for Adelaide, and Adelaide and Perth don't like each other, they hate each other, and yeah. I go to Perth, and now I'm back at Illawarra, <laughs> and everyone in Illawarra hates Perth, because that's who's knocked them out of the last eight, eight of the last nine final series they've knocked them out, <laughs> and one grand final. It's um, pretty crazy how it all works, but... You know, reflecting on what's happened and where I've been, the one thing I keep coming back to is the relationships and the networking that you get to do and the people you get to meet. Like, I just think that's the most special thing to have you and Lauren come over and visit for my wedding. And mm-hmm. you know, a mm-hmm. uh, few boys couldn't show up because of commitments to basketball, but um, yep. you know, I think the networking and and the friendships, relationships that you build. Um, off the court and the people you get to meet and the places this game takes you is just the the number one thing that I appreciate the most about the sport and um, just grateful for every opportunity I get to play basketball, that's for sure. There's a lot of people that don't really get that opportunity and deserve the opportunity and, and probably should be still playing, but um, never really found the right fit for them, which sucks because, you know, there's a lot of great players and great people out there that deserve... Um, we play in
0: this game obviously I don't have the same relationship with you as you do with Cody because we're never teammates but I've known you for a long time as well Kev and I I still remember the first time we ever chatted and you you talked through about how how I mean you grew up idolizing the Kings and how hurt you were by the fact that people at the Kings told you that you would never make it as an NBL player and you've always had that chip on your shoulder and I'm just so so happy for you now that and it's all through your hard work and and desire to 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 get there you've had nothing handed to you but I'm just so happy for you that you've got to 300 games now you've been captain at two of the clubs you've been at you've been such a key player on every team that you've been at I just think that the 300 game milestone sits really nicely next to your name I'm happy that you've got that chance to continue playing because I think you've got a lot more still to offer I mean you, you you've had to prove people wrong your whole career I mean you, you you deserve to be really proud I know you'll be humble about it and probably not like talking about yourself too much but I just hope that you're really proud of of everything that you've you've been able to achieve
2: no, I appreciate it. Um, I think it'll be something that I sit down and, like, it, it's kind of like, you know, after the grand final series with uh, people, I walked away from that. And even my wife um, said to me, she's like, oh, shit, I didn't realize you could still play basketball. And, like, in the grand final, in the middle of the grand final series, and I, and I like, kind of looked at her I was like, You too? I'm like, Jesus, my my wife doesn't believe in me, like, far out, but I think everyone along the way, like, you talk, you know, I've I've had plenty of teammates that have been told they could never do anything or do something, you know, like, I think you talk to most guys and there's someone along the way that hasn't believed in them, Um, and it's just kind of the nature of the beast, and... I've just appreciated everyone that's helped me along the way as well. Um, And the older you get, the more you probably realize um, the people that have helped you out and have been there in your corner and had your back um, the whole time. And I've tried to do that to the best of my ability my whole career, but I don't think it's something that I'll I'll really embrace or or kind of look at um, until I'm done playing. You know, like it's nice to play three hundred games but it's just another basketball game at the end of the day and um, you know, it it'll be cool to one day sit down and talk to my boys about it and and, you know, hopefully have a beer and watch them play some type of professional sport, whatever it is, or you know, even if they don't play professional sport, whatever they choose to do to sit down and kinda, you know, challenge them in a way that my parents challenge me. Um, because that's kinda where it stems from and comes from with my mum and dad. You know, even the challenges I had with my dad passing away when I was here in Illawarra, the team still, like the group of guys I had around me at that time were probably my closest mates that I still have today. So, you know, I just appreciate those relationships, those people that were in my corner. And they're probably, when you get those relationships and friendships, they're the ones that drive you to do what probably I do. Because there's always going to be people telling you you can't do stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I find my kids telling my kids, No, don't do this. No, don't do that. Like constantly, that's what Mm -hmm. you're driven. Tell them no. You know what I mean. So, um, but the way Mum and Dad kind of raised me and drove me was was more in a sense of um, you know just keep continue to put one foot in front of the other and and keep your head high and you know trust and treat people the way that you would want to be treated. And I hope I've done that in my career.
0: No, I think you absolutely have, and I, I know you'll treat Saturday night like it is just another another game but it's it's amazing how these things work out and your milestone game happens to be back in Adelaide I'll I'll never forget that day when it all all sort of happened in Adelaide and everything kind of hit the hit the fan and I I think I was one of the first people that you spoke to and we had a chat on the phone about and I remember you asking look did I did I do the right thing and you know and I I told you of course you did because you're standing up for what you believe in and you're trying to do the do the right thing I mean what are you expecting on Saturday night back in Adelaide I mean (laughs) it's just amazing how these things work out that that's where you're Milestone game will will happen to be.
2: Um, well, I really haven't thought about it. Um, you know, it wasn't. It's been like even to come to Perth and play two ninety nine was. I didn't find out till Thursday night that I was traveling on Friday, and then. Well, I guess first of all, we have to yet, hope so. that
0: Jacob actually put you on the court now on Saturday. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess we'll just see. But. I've been back to Adelaide, what is it, four or five times yeah. now. Um, with Perth, you know, there's going to be people and there's some people in Adelaide that do agree with what I did. Um, and like I said, there'll come a time where I do reach out to Joey and speak to Joey eventually when I think the time's right um, because I, I think probably the way I handled it was the wrong way to go about it. Now I look back on it, but at the same time, I, I was standing up for some people who, in my, in my, the way I saw it, um, was standing up for people who didn't have a voice in our group and, and I didn't agree with some of the things that were done and said and, um, the way it kind of unfolded, um, just didn't sit right with me. And, um, when people from around the league were calling me about it and asking what was going on, that's when I realized the alarm bells kind of started ringing for me that, um, it wasn't okay what was happening. Um, and, you know, it is what it is, but there'll come a time eventually Joey wants to take the phone call. Um, then I'll sit down or I'll, I'll chat to him about it and apologize and when the time's right. Um, but you know, I've been back to Adelaide a couple of times and, and the crowd some people in the crowd give it to me, some people he'll say hello and, and, and boo when I catch the ball or and but then I'll shake my hand and wanna take me for a beer after and that's just the way it is in, in professional sport had uh, Devlin sitting behind the bench feeding us the other night at first. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be the first one to invite all of us to the cigar lounge. Yeah. So, you know, it's a beautiful thing sport and, and there's beautiful people that surround it. So I guess we'll just wait and see what happens Saturday. Well,
0: we better let Kev go because he's got his family to look after. Speaking about you two boys yep. and, your, and your wife, Kev, I mean, how special is it to be back home in, in, in Wollongong with them now. And they're actually getting to an age now where they can actually appreciate seeing you out on a, on a basketball court.
2: Yeah. Um, I've just got one of them running out of the house. He's about to run on the road. so I'm going to pull him <laughs> into the car right now. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's coming in right Hello. Um, that's probably the, the pretty cool thing is, and one of the reasons, uh, what I love about Perth and what they did for me last year, the the tipping point for me to come home last year in the middle of the season, not many people know, was Quinn was sitting at our front door one day when I told him I was getting on a plane, um, asking mummy when daddy was coming home. And it was still, we still had 15 games left in the season. Um, so for me, that moment to me was where I just kind of had to sit down and say, is it worth it when my boys are, at home, wanting me to be home and missing their dad, and, and not having me around was kind of a fitting point point. And Scott Morrison, Danny Mills, um, all the SBN ownership—they were amazing in saying, "Look, why don't you just go home for two weeks, or in the the length of time that you're going to be away?" Because we still had to return and play nine games um, with quarantine and all of that, and. You know, they were amazing in letting me get home and, and now I play a basketball game and, and I get photos of them wearing jerseys from the clubs that I've acquired and, uh, and they're cheering me on. And, and what do we say for Daddy Queen when he's in the car? What do you say for Daddy when he plays basketball? Uh, Daddy. And they cheer me on just like us. So, you know, it's pretty cool that they understand what's going on. Cody would know that feeling having Chase run around, you know. I've been over and watched a few games and he's over on the sideline with Lauren cheering him on and to have them uh, in my corner is the, the number one support that I have and I love and um, that's why I do what I do now and will continue to do what I need to do support them and, and give them the best platform that they need to do whatever they want to do in this
1: world. For sure. And that's um, certainly something special for you and something that hopefully that they'll look back on one day and remember, um, especially... I know I did it with Chase a couple of times, bringing him down and walking around and high-fiving everyone after games. Um, so and and just even just being in and around the group as well. Um, yeah. With them, I'm sure they're running around as they do. So um, yeah, I mean, certainly for me, looking back when I was able to do that with Dad and the cats, um, that's pretty cool memories to be um, to be looking back on. So hopefully they can they can remember that and uh,
2: hold it near and dear. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I still remember uh when I first met Chase and Lauren out the back of bloody the entertainment centre in Sydney yeah. when I first was over. He was just a tiny little thing in a capsule. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he certainly was with a giant head. <laughs> uh weren't neighbor days. They were, mate. They were. It feels like forever ago. Does. Well, he's a, what he What is it? He's
0: a big boy now. He's a big boy now, Cody. He's, and he actually holds his own out on, his, on the basketball court himself now, too. He
1: is, mate. He's starting to tear around a bit on the basketball court. He's, uh hasn't seen a shot he doesn't like every time he touches it. <laughs> you know it's going up. So, uh, you know, he must, must be watching me too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that from Lauren, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, all right, Kev, we'll, we'll we better let you go, but really appreciate you taking the time to catch up with us, especially in, in a big week. And I hope hope everything goes well on Saturday night for you, and more importantly, I'm I'm just so glad that you're in a good good place with your family, and good to see you back out on the basketball court. So thanks for joining us, and we'll try to stay in touch throughout the season. Sounds
2: good, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, I mean. Love to be back on. Love to, uh, help out where I can. But, um, more importantly, just enjoy the chat. It's always nice to catch up and I guess we'll see where we, where we, what happens this year and where we go. But thank you very much. I appreciate the support you guys give me and and my family. So thank you.